Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manimem Rebbe Avram Goldar and Tehir Masechus Yuma Daf Mem Beis, the fourth parak Tarpakalpi. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. Rabbi Yitzchak said, "Shtei Shamati." I heard from my teachers the distinction between two shchitas, that of the Parduma and that of the part of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, where one of those kosher done by a czar and the other is not. But I don't know which one is valid. After the Gemara clarifies that Rub holds that the Parduma's puzzle if it's shechted by a czar. And Shmuel holds that it's the Kongadol's part that becomes puzzle. The Gemara challenges each opinion since they use similar words in the Psukim to support their rulings. The Gemara challenges Shmuel as to why he holds that the Parduma is kosher if the Shechita is done by a czar, and answers that in the case of the Parduma, the Pusik states, Veshachat Oselafanov, and he shall slaughter it in front of him, referring to a Lazar. This implies Zar Shochet Velazaroa that a czar shechs the paraduma while a lazar watches. According to Rabu, who holds that a lazar was the one who shechted the paraduma, the pasuk means, that a lazar, who is the one shechting the paraduma, shall not divert his attention from it. Rashi explains that he must constantly guard it from two and other disqualifications. Shmuel learns this then from a different part of the pasuk. Point number two, the Gemara brings support for Rab that a paraduma shechted by a czar is puzzle from a Bryce which teaches that just as a woman may not do the sprinkling of the paraduma, she cannot do the shechita as well as other avodas of the paraduma. This implies that just as a woman cannot do the shechita, similarly a czar may not do the shechita. The Gemara challenges this, given that a woman may not do the hazah, but a czar can. So perhaps a woman can't do the shechita, but a czar can. Abaya answered that the reason the Brightson disqualifies a woman from the shechita of the paraduma is from the fact that the Pusik identified a lazar for the shechita and not a woman. Similarly, with regard to a czar, we may say a lazar is specified and not a czar. And point number three, Ula does an extensive examination of the psukim from the parsha of paraduma. As part of his analysis, he says the Pusik states, Vahotzi osa, and he shall take it out to the outside of the camp, which teaches, which teaches Shulayotzi acheres ima, that he should not take another cow with it. As it's learned in the Mishnah Para, if the paraduma did not want to go out, we don't take a black one with it, so people shouldn't say they shechted the black one for the avoda, and they should not take out even a red one with it, so that people should not say they shechted two of them. Rashi explains that the shechita of the second one together with the first would constitute an accompanying different activity which would puzzle the par shechita. Rebbe says that this is not the reason, but rather because the Pasuk says, Osa, Vavada, and he shall take it out, which implies it alone. The Tanakama who didn't learn this Russia is Rebbe Shimon, whose Darsh timed the Kra. He expounds the rationale of the Pasuk. The nafkamina between them is taking a donkey out with the cow. According to the Tanakama, it's permitted, since the rationale doesn't apply, whereas according to Rebbe, it is forbidden since the paraduma is not being taken out alone. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Yitzhak said, shamati. I heard from my teachers a distinction between two shechitas, that of the Barduma and that of the par of the Kongado on Yom Kippur, where one of them is kosher done by a czar and the other is not, but I don't know which one is valid. After the more clarifies that Rav holds that the Parduma is puzzle if it's shechted by a czar. And Shmuel holds that is the Kongadol's part that becomes puzzle. The Gemara challenges each opinion since they use similar words in the Psukim to support their rulings. The Gemara challenges Shmuel as to why he holds that the Parduma is kosher if the Shechita is done by a czar and answers that in the case of the Parduma, the Pasik states, Veshachat Oysalafanov, and he shall slaughter it in front of him, referring to a lazar. This implies Zar Shochet will Lazaroa, that a czar shechs the Parduma. While Lazar watches, according to Rav, who holds that Lazar was the one who shechted the paraduma, the pasuk means that Lazar, who is the one shechting the paraduma, shall not divert his attention from it. Rush explains that he must constantly guard it from tuma and other disqualifications. Shmuel learns this then from a different part of the pasuk. Point number two: The Gemara brings us support for Rav that a paraduma shechted by Zar is possible from a brisa which teaches that just as one may not do the sprinkling of the paraduma, 
she can't do the shechita, as well as the other voters of the Baraduma. This implies that just as a woman cannot do the shechita, similarly, Azar may not do the shechita. The more challenges is, given that a woman may not do the Hazar, but Azar can. So perhaps a woman cannot do the shechita, but Azar can. Abai answered that the reason the Brisa disqualifies a woman from the Shechita of the Barduma is from the fact that the Pasuk identified Al-Ghazar with the Shechita and not a woman. Similarly, with regard to Azar, we may say Al-Ghazar is specified and not Azar. And point number three, Ua does an extensive examination of the Psukim from the Parsha of Parduma. As part of his analysis, he says, the Pasuk states, Osa, and he shall take it out to the outside of the camp, which teaches that he should not take another cow with it. As it was learned in the Mishnah part, if the Paraduma did not want to go out, we don't take a black one with it, so people shouldn't say they shechted the black one for the Avoda. And they don't take out even a red one with it, so people shouldn't say they shechted two of them. Rashi explains that the Shechita of the second one together with the first would constitute an accompanying different activity, which would puzzle the Par Shechita. Rebbe says that this is not the reason, but rather because the Pasuk says, Osa, Ravada, and he shall take it out, which implies it alone. The Tanakama who didn't learn this Russia is Rabbi Shimon, who was Darsh time at the Kra. He expounds the rationale of the Pasuk. The nafkamina between them is taking a donkey out with the cow. According to the Tanakama, it's permitted since the rationale doesn't apply, whereas according to Rebbe, it's forbidden since the Paraduma is not being taken out alone. All right, so now we go to our Simverdaf Membase, and our standard Simon is a mobster. So here goes. The non-Kohen mobster, who was thrilled that he was able to shecht the Paraduma, became enraged when he was told the Par is now puzzle because he's no more qualified than a woman, and that even his donkey can't walk out with the paraduma. Once again, it's a motion. The non-Cohen mobster, mobster, that must be more duff, membase. The non-Cohen mobster, who was thrilled that he was able to shecht the paraduma, which reminds us, the Rav Yitzhak said that he heard from his teachers the distinction between two shechitas, that of the paraduma and that of the part of the Kohen of Yom Kippur, where one of the kosher done by Azar and the other is not, but he didn't know which one was valid. After the more clarifies that Rav holds, that the Paraduma is puzzled if it's shechted by Azar, and Shmuel holds that it's the Kohen Gadol's part that becomes puzzled. The Gemara challenges each opinion since they use similar words in the Psukim to support their rulings. The Gemara challenges Shmuel as to why he holds the Paraduma's kasher if the Shechita is done by Azar, and answers that in the case of the Paraduma, the Pasuk states, the Shachut Osalofanov, and he shall slaughter it in front of him, referring to Lazar. So this implies Zar Shochet Roa, that Azar shechts the Paraduma while Lazar watches. According to Rav, who holds that Lazar was the one who shechted the Paraduma, the Pasuk means that a lazar who is the one shechting the paraduma shall not divert his attention from it. Rush explains that he must constantly guard it from two and other disqualifications. Shmuel resist him from a different part of the Pasuk. So the non-Kohen mobster who was thrilled that he was able to shecht the paraduma became enraged when he was told the par is now puzzle because he's no more qualified than a woman. Which reminds the more brings the support for Rav that a paraduma shechted by Zara's puzzle from a Bryce which teaches that just as a woman may not do the sprinkling of the paraduma she can't do the shechita as well as the other abode is the paraduma. So this implies that just as a woman cannot do the shechita, similarly Azar may not do the shechita. The more challenges us, given that a woman may not do the hazar, but Azar can. So perhaps a woman cannot do the shechita, but Azar can. Abai answer that the reason the Brisa disqualifies a woman from the shechita of the paraduma is from the fact that the Pasuk identified Al-Ghazar for the shechita and not a woman. Similarly, with regard to Azar, we may say Al-Ghazar is specified and not Azar. So the non-Kohen mobster who was thrilled he was able to shecht the Parduma became enraged when he was told the par is now puzzle because he's no more qualified than a woman and that even his donkey can't walk out with the Parduma.
which reminds us, Ula did an extensive examination of the Psukim from the Parsha Parduma. As part of his analysis, he says, the Pasuk states, Vahotzi Osa, he shall take it out to the outside of the camp, which teaches, Ima, that he shall not take another cow with it. As it was learned in the Mishnah part, if the Parduma did not want to go out, we don't take a black one with it, so people should not say they shakted the black one for the Avoda. And they don't take out even a red one with it, so the people shouldn't say they shechted two of them. Rashi explains that the shechita of the second one, together with the first one, would constitute an accompanying different activity, which would invalidate the part shechita. Rebbe says this is not the reason, but rather because the Pasuk says, Osa, Levada, he shall take it out, which implies it alone. The Tanakamu didn't learn this Rashi as Rebbe Shimon. It was Darish, time of the cry. He expounds the rationale of the Pasuk. The nafkamina between them is taking out a donkey with the cow. According to the Tanakam, it's permitted since the rationale doesn't apply, Whereas according to Rebbe, it's forbidden since the Parduma is not being taken out alone. So once again, the non-con mobster who was thrilled he was able to shech the Parduma became enraged when he was told the Par is now puzzle because he's no more qualified than a woman. And then even his donkey can't walk out with the Parduma. All right, now it's time for a four blot back chazara. Daf Ches. So the similar Lamed Ches is a Davralach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. The two miniature copper doors floating in the pot of hot chicken soup, hot chicken soup, that must be more on Daf the two miniature copper doors floating in the pot of hot chicken soup, which reminds the Mishnah of Lamed Zayda Amadov stated, Nikonor Nasin Nisim Del Sosov, regarding Nikonor miracles occurred to his doors, Gemara brings a price that explains that he had purchased copper doors in Alexandria for the eastern gate of the Azorah. Upon his return, he saw the first door that had been thrown overboard because of the storm poking out from under the walls of the ship. Others say a sea creature had swallowed it and sped it out on land. Therefore, all the gates that were in the base of Migdash were rendered out of gold except for Nicanor. So the two miniature copper doors floating in the pot of hot chicken soup caused the steam to rise up in a straight pillar, which reminds us the next Mishnah lists various families and individuals that are mentioned in the Ganai unfavorably for not wanting to share their unique skills with others. Base Garma didn't want to teach their secret for keeping the Lechem of hunting fresh for the entire week. Base Aptinas didn't want to share their secret for preparing the Katoris so that the smoke went straight up in a pillar. Hugras bin Levi knew a special musical method but didn't want to teach it. And Ben Kumster didn't want to teach his method for writing with four pens at the same time. The Gemara clarifies that in the first three cases, the motivation not to teach the skill was so that it shouldn't fall the hands of idolaters. Referring to them, it said, Zecher Tzadik of Bracha. The mention of Tzadik is for Bracha. Ben Kumster, however, had no excuse for not teaching his skill. And concerning him, it said, V'shem Rasham Yerkav, and the name of the wicked, so the two miniature copper doors floating in the pot of hot chicken soup caused the steam to rise up in a straight pillar and helped all those that smelled its aroma to not forget their learning. Which reminds us, Rebbe said, Anyone who causes himself to forget something from his learning causes his children to go into exiles. It says, Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Riyabo said, He's demoted from his position of greatness. For it's said at the beginning of that Pasuk, Because you have spurned knowledge, I will spurn you for ministering to me. The Simr Daflamites is a letter or a mailman. So here goes. As the surgeon removed the tiny letter, obstructing the sinful mailman's heart, letter, mailman, that must be Lamates. As the surgeon removed the tiny letter obstructing the sinful mailman's heart, which reminds us it was Tani Shiva Bishma, Aver Metamtemas Libushal Adam, and Aver obstructs the heart of a person, as it says in the Pasuk, You should not contaminate yourselves through them, lest you become contaminated through them. Don't pronounce it lest you become contaminated, but rather lest you become obstructed. The Gemara also brings a Russian book as the one spiritual growth. It was taught in Abraisa. The Pasuk says, You shall sanctify yourselves and become holy. 
So as the surgeon removed the tiny letter obstructing the sinful mailman's heart, he pulled it out with his lucky right hand for the 40th year in a row. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa, that during the 40 years that Shimon had setting served as Kongado, Hayagoro Olobiyami, the lot inscribed for Hashem, would always come up in his right hand, which was a good sign that Kaisal found favor before Gushbarhu. The Bryson continues listing other positive signs that occurred during his tenure as Kongado, the strip of red wool would always whiten, the Nemuravi would always remain lit, the fire of the Marach would always burn strong on his own, and a bracha was sent on the omen, the Shtealechem, the Lechem upon him, and every Kongado received just a piece, a size of the Kazais, either was sated or even left some over. It was taught in another Braisa that during the four years prior to the destruction of Baishani, the lot inscribed for Hashem never came up in the Kongado's right hand, the strip of red wool never white, the Nemuravi never remained lit, and the doors of the Heichel would open on their own, which Rashi explains was a sign for the enemies of the Jewish people to come and destroy it. So, as the surgeon removed the tiny letter obstructing the sinful mailman's heart, he pulled it out with his lucky right hand for the 40th year in a row, while the sweet fragrance of incense wafted in from ten parsos away. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brace that ten times a Kongado pronounces the name, referring to the four-letter name of a Baruch on Yom Kippur, three times in the first Vidui, three times in the second Vidui, three times over the Sirul Azazel, and one time with the Lots. And it happened during the time when miracles occurred in the base of Mikdash that he said the name and his voice was heard in Yericho. And Rabbi Baruchana said, from Yerushalayim until Yericho is a distance of ten parsos, and the creaking of the hinge of the Heichon doors was heard when they were open and closed at a distance of eight chumishabas. The goats from Yericho would sneeze from the fragrance of the Gatoras, and the woman Yericho didn't have to perfume themselves, nor did a bride in Yerushalayim have to perfume herself because of the fragrance of the Gatoras. Daf Mem, so the simmer Daf Mem is a pool. So here goes. The pool race, pool race, that must mean we're on Daf Mem. The pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a law was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane, which reminds us the Gemara on the bottom of Daf Lamatezam base introduced a machok is whether drawing the lots or the two of Seirim is essential. Rabbi Yana said, The drawing of the lot from the Kalpi is essential for the Yom Kippur voter, but placing the lot on the appropriate goat isn't essential. Rabbi Yochanan said, Even drawing the lots is not essential. According to the second interpretation of the Machokas, they disagree with respect to the view of Rabbi Yehuda who holds that any avoda done in the big day lavan outside the Kaddish Kadashim is not essential. Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is obviously congruent. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yanai, who holds that the drawing of lots is essential, would say that Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is not a contradiction to this, as the lach is different with regard to drawing lots, because the words Asher Allah, which came up, is mentioned two times, indicating that it's essential. The Gemara attempts to bring a proof against Rabbi Yana from a Bryson that states, Vesi'ira in Ma'akavis, a part of the avoda was done out of order. Neglect a part of the avoda of the seer does not invalidate the avoda of the par that was improperly done before it. The Gemara suggests that the avoda of the seer that was not done in order was the drawing of lots, and yet the service is not invalidated. This would seem to prove that the drawing of lots is not essential. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying that the town of the Bryson was Rabbi Shimon, holds that drawing the lots are not essential. Alternatively, the Tana could be Rabbi Yehuda who holds that although the drawing of lots in order is not essential, the basic drawing of lots is essential. So the pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a lot was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane. And when the head counselor switched the starting gun from his left to right hand, which reminds us, the Gemara tends to prove that all Tanaim agree that the lottery is not essential from a price where Rabbi Kiva's Talmud asked them what the din is if the lot for Shem came up in the Kohen Gadol's left hand. Is he allowed to change it to his right hand, since that's an especial sign that the Jewish people will be forgiven? Rabbi Kiva answered, don't give the tzedukim a basis to dominate. Rashi explains that tzedukim will use this to support their claim that the Chamim formulate the law according to their own whims. The Gemara suggests from this that if not for this concern, 
Switching hands would be permissible, implying that drawing lots is not essential. If it were essential, the left-hand goat would be determined to be the one for Hashem. The Gemara rejects this proof by reinterpreting the Talmudian's question to be that in a case where the lottery came up in the left hand, would it be permissible to switch the lottery to the right hand and switch the left-hand goat to the right side? So the pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a lot was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane. And when the head counselor switched the starting gun from his left to right hand, the camp prankster put a sticker on him officially designating him as Achatas. Which reminds the more brings a conclusive proof that Rabbi holds the drawing of lots to be essential. It was stated in the Sifra that the Pasuk says in reference to the lots, Vasau Chatas and it shall make it, referring to the seer that the lot for Shem fell upon into a chatas. Hagora Aseo Chatas ve'en Hashem Aseo Chatas. Only the lot makes the goat a chatas, but verbally designating the goat with the name chatas does not make the seer a chatas. Rashi explains that merely declaring the seer to be a chatas without the drawing of lots doesn't invest the seer with the status of a chatas. Since Stam Sifra Rabbi Yehuda, anonymous prices in the Sifra Rabbi Yehuda, this proves conclusively that he holds that drawing lots is essential. Daf Memov. So the similar Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma. That must mean we're on Daf Memov. The grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, which reminds me of said that king do not assume their respective designations of either Achatas and Ola, except at the time the owner's taking them to be offerings or at the time the Kohen's actual making of the offerings. Rashi explains that if the owner specifies at the time of taking them, then the designations become irrevocably fixed. Should the Kohen then reverse them, the offerings become puzzled. If he didn't designate them at that time, then even if he attempts to do so later, they remain legally undesignated, and the Kohen may offer either one as the Chattas and the other one as the Ola. Rav Shim Rashi said that Rav Chiz's reasoning is based on the Pasuk regarding Kinim, and he shall take, and the Kohen shall make. So we derive from here that Kinim become designated, either the owner's taking or at the Kohen's making of the offerings. The Gemara attempts twice to challenge Rav Chiz's rule to prove that the Kinim can be designated in between the taking and the actual offering, but is unsuccessful. So the grandma, who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them. Which reminds us, Rabbi said in the Hoshia that a wealthy person made the temple tummy and then brought the offering of a poor person, meaning kinim, is not fulfilled as chiv. Rabbi Chaga says in the Rabbi Hoshia that he has fulfilled his chiv. The more challenges Rabbi Chaga's position based on the Mishnah Gan that states that if a poor Matsura brought the offering of a wealthy person, he has fulfilled his chiv, whereas if a wealthy Matsura brought the offering of a poor person, he has not fulfilled his chiv. The more answers that the case of a Matsura is different, for it's written in that section, Zos. This shall be the law of the Matsura. The restrictive word Zos teaches that the Matsura may bring only those offerings specifically prescribed for him. When the Gemara challenges his answer based on the first case, where the poor Matsura does fulfill his chiv when he brings the wealthy person's offering, it answers that the inclusive expression Torah, the law of the Matsura, teaches that there is one law for the poor and wealthy Matsura. Both may fulfill their chiv with the wealthy person's offering. So the grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them because she was busy trying to knit one strip of red wool with the minimum shear. Which reminds us, Rav Yitzchak said that he heard from his teachers a distinction that between the two strips of red wool, one for the paraduma and one for the seer hamishtalech, that only one requires a minimum shear, but he couldn't remember which one. Rav Yosef said it seemed more reasonable that the seer hamishtalech requires the minimum shear, the boy chalukah, since it requires division into two parts, as Rashi explains, half tied to the goat's head and half tied to the rock. When Rami Barakam objected, saying that the paraduma also requires a minimum shear because it must have weight, as Rashi explains, it must be heavy enough to plummet into the flame. Rami answered, saying that it's a malchot, it's whether it requires weight. 
And Rabbi Yosef follows the view that it does not. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechus. Number one, which of the one, if the parchment does not want to go out, one is not permitted to take a second cow with it, and it's malchokas if a donkey may accompany it. That's on Duff. Membase. Good number two. Which stuff do we discuss? Which strip of red wool requires a minimum shear? That's on Duff. Memov. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn that the scent of the Katoris reached all the way to Yericho? That's on Duff. Lamates. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn that someone who walks to the right of his Rebbe is a boor? That's on Duff. Lamazine. Good number five. Which stuff do we learn that it's the drawing of the lots that makes the Seir into a Chattas? That's on Duff. Mem. Good number six. Which stuff do we have four cases where people did not want to share their unique skills? That's on Duff. Lamarches. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have in Malkos? Rabbi Yana and Ryochan, where the drawing the lots is Ma'akev. That's on Duff. Mem. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have in the Aver, Metamtemis, Libo, Shal'adim? That's on Duff. Lamarches. Good number nine. Which stuff was a Todd that just like a woman cannot shech the Paraduma? Azar cannot. That's on Duff. Membe is good. And number 10, which something when the Rav Chisa said that Kinimar either designated at the time of taking or at the time of being offered. That's on Duff. Memov. Excellent. All right, now it's time for the three bonus questions. Number one, which something when the Nefesh mourns over itself for seven days. That's on Duff. Kufnum base in Shabbos. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn from the Pasuba Yomahu Yeh Hashem Echadish Mochad that in the future will pronounce Hashem's name the way that it's written? That's on Duff. Nunim Psachim. Good. And number three. Which stuff do you learn that the Neshama is like a Kush Baruch Hu in five different ways? That's on Duff. Yudim Brachas. Excellent. All right. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.